Point Live. We're coming to you from Dixie State University's campus in the CEC building in the kitchen. And I'm Jennifer Kohler, and this is my partner in crime. I'm Eric Young. Glad to have you with us this morning, at, uh, Wednesday morning at 9.30. Yeah. I yeah. decided to become a little less formal without a tie and jacket. Oh, I know. I like your, I like your this, more laid-back look. Yeah, uh, you don't I, look so like a stuffy God, teacher. I watched the show, yes. last week's show, and I thought, oh, who is that guy? <laughs> on a number of levels. <laughs> a number so of this levels. might mean that next week I might show up in just like a t-shirt and a bathrobe. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know, the kitchen That's setting. Right. That's right. That's right. Okay. We probably sure, ought to, pajama day, right? Yeah. Yes. We shoot yes. at 2 o'clock in the morning while I'm making yeah. a turkey sandwich kind yeah. of thing. Well, we both have a lot on our minds right now. Uh, there's a lot to be thinking yeah, about. Yes, a lot on, the, on our plates, as it were, with school and our families and everything going on and the government and all the stuff we have to pay attention to. Yeah, so we were going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. We were going to talk about the women's movement, about and mix that up with a little, throw in a little compassion and talk a little bit about maybe even the five moral roots of liberals oh, and conservatives, uh, just stir it around and make a big stew out of it. If you want to join yeah. the conversation, you can do so on our Facebook page. It's at facebook.com slash talkingpointlive. So I'm, if you go there, I'm guessing maybe you're watching us on the CEC channel, channel 22, or on our YouTube uh, channel through mm -hmm. the CEC as well. So I'm monitoring our Talking Point Live uh, page Good. right here. And if you want to join us, please feel free to chime in, and I'll uh, read your comments on the air as long as I can, <laughs> and <laughs> include that into our conversation. Great. So, Great. Um, so I was telling you before the uh -huh. show about a conversation I had with my social media class yesterday. Right. Is that yeah. how you want to kick this off? Yeah, or? I do. I, I Because you, you post the question, basically, you look back at, at various social movements, civil rights movement, and then various other points in history, and then up to the women's movement, and you post the question to your class, why is the women's equality movement not... Not, not just not just the women's successful. equality movement. Okay. Really. So we looked at the success of the civil rights movement, certainly with Martin Luther King Jr., okay. and uh, and the efforts that were espoused to go through and get people to attend and, and to light them up in terms of what the movement was all about. And uh, the only technology they really had at the time was a mimeograph machine. Okay. Printed out fifty six thousand uh, handouts, flyers, right. you know, to go through and, and mobilize And you're talking about the Washington Mall when right. Martin Luther King right. gave, gave the I Have a Dream speech. And it was also not only civil rights, but it was about work and economic there issues was a, specifically, and right? Certainly, yeah. yeah. There's a lot, a lot encompassed in that, the whole right. movement. So, and what year was that? 65? Um, 65, I want to say. I want to say 64, but... All right, right mid-60s. Okay, we're in the Washington Mall. So, okay. anyway, we, we have then, um, you know, many years later, we have uh, the World Wide Web comes along, and then we have this ability to, to start mobilizing individuals using social media. Mm -hmm. And the Arab Spring is probably the closest iteration we have of, uh, of that mobilization. We had a, a, a Google uh, executive who uh, used... Uh, Google and Facebook to go through and, and start organizing individuals in terms of a protest in, okay. in Cairo. And uh, that became what we now known as the Arab Spring. And then we had movements happening, happening in Turkey. We had uh, you know, Iran's uh, uh, mock or failed elections of 2011 that mm -hmm. all ended up in this uh, huge up, uh, up a surge, upsurge, uptick, uptick uprisal mm -hmm. of uh, of citizens being you know, showing their discontent in terms okay. of the idea of democracy that was uh, you know being expressed at the time. The problem with each one of these protests uh, is that 
years later, now we're six years down the road from from all of those, from Turkey, from Cairo, and, and Iran, and 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 nothing's changed in those countries. You're saying. right, uh -huh. right. It's it's um, we're still there, and some might argue we're still there in terms of the civil rights movement as well. Right, right. Very little has you, changed along that line. However, um, we do have a constitutionally. Uh, uh, an amended constitutional uh, idea of civil rights, uh, at least in, into law, mm -hmm. that we didn't have before. We, and we don't have that in terms of what's going on currently in terms of the Women's March. Anyway, so that's background to the whole point that I'm trying to make here. So I, I posed my question to my class, and this is a class that studies social media, granted, okay? Mm -hmm. So the idea was, well, social media has all this power to go through and reach millions instantaneously to be able to put up a message and to organize and to to get people at a certain location why doesn't it stick you know why don't we have that committed follow-through that we did see in terms of the civil rights movement what's missing there so I, I posed that out to the class and and a number of hands went up and uh, one hand in particular went up and said well it might be because the reason why women aren't equal or aren't considered equal is because that's the natural order of things. And I kind of resisted the whole natural idea of that because to me the natural idea is that we are all equal. But, and she went on to go through and say, um, because of, of a cultural or religious influence in terms of uh, Old Testament ideas and uh, certainly New Testament ideas that uh, women um, are subjugated to men and men are uh, subjugated to God that way mm -hmm. there's this this kind of thing and, I, and it struck me for the first time I thought there must be um, obviously there's there's a, a substantial amount of women who believe that well you just said the key word believe because when you were talking earlier about social media being able to spread ideas ideas bump up against beliefs right sure and so I think that's the simple answer if there's a simple answer to your question, why haven't things changed more? Because information doesn't necessarily change a belief system. Right. And so when, when there's strongly held beliefs, they tend to maintain the status quo. And so you can get a lot of information coming, social media or any other way, and it's not necessarily going to change the beliefs. No, I understand right? that. So, well, the civil rights movement, the belief was pretty easy to go through and adhere to if you were an African-American or sympathetic to the plight of the lack of rights for African-Americans at the time, right? I don't think you could have found an African-American citizen of the United States at the time who didn't fully back up the concept of, of equal rights. Right, and then there's then there's certain segment of the white South that would not be of behind course. it, right? Of course, right, right. just mm -hmm. based on, on, on a racial segregation. Mm -hmm. But with the women's movement, you know, it, it's not that defined. So here we have, and it's not even a majority, I, 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 it's hard for me to go through and put that into kind of uh, calculable terms, um, but you have a group of women who, uh, who are protesting nationwide. It was the, the biggest turnout of any type of movement in the history of this country this describe last weekend. The, okay, describe that event a little bit for people who might not be tuned into it, like what happened? Um, Throughout uh, urban centers uh, okay. in the country, women okay. turned out to go through and uh, and not just protest, but uh, to educate on the importance of their vote. Okay. To get and vote. Okay. And and even though we're you know a year away from any type of interim election, or two year, three years away from um, getting into another presidential type of um, uh, into that candidacy, okay. the press 
the pressure is on, the, the, the push is on to go through and make sure that women's voices are heard Okay. in that respect. So that's um, my point, and I've, I, th I think I've yet to make in getting back to this, is, is the reason why we're still struggling with the concept of equal gender, does that boil down to the, the notion that not all women are behind that cause to begin with as much as all minorities or, or African Americans were behind the concept of civil rights? Well, okay, my response to that is I always want to know what somebody means by the word equal. Like, I, I think that can be interpreted on so many different levels. For example, there's equal pay for, for equal work. That's pretty straightforward description of what that means in that sense of equality. There might be uh, terms of equal before the law when it comes to civil rights, the right to vote, the right to own property, etc., etc. So there's another type of equal. When it comes to equal in terms of physical strength, you might find a general discrepancy that men tend to be, that tends to be an inequality there, that men I, I tend to be. I think that's an old stereotype anymore. Well, I don't want to arm wrestle you, and I'm in pretty good shape, but I have a feeling that you would cream me at arm wrestling. And I'm in pretty good shape, so I, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, you're probably physically, you could probably lift more weight than me, you could probably cream me, even at thumbsies, you might. Me. So I would, I, I think, I w would posit that physically men tend to be, now, women I understand have more fat in their bodies and they uh, might but, be, but they what, might be able to, what if you were 5'11", 240 pounds, uh -huh. you worked out, yeah, as a woman, right, so in that case I might be quite a bit stronger than a lot of men, right, right, so, I'm just talking generally speaking. That's the problem with that. Okay. Is the, the, okay. the generality of that equality is based on physical ability. Okay. Now, as far as intelligence we're, we're, we're goes, we're technically I think advanced enough are... <laughs> to where we don't have to depend on physical strength right, right. to don't... go through and accomplish something that that improves our living situation. Exactly. Ameliorates human beings. Exactly. And I'm just saying that when we say equal. I like a little bit more description about what we mean by and what context we mean equal. Equal here and equal here. Yes. Well, I th think women are often more compassionate than men. Well, I, I agree with you there. So, but it's not that men don't have the ability are, to be compassionate. Right. I didn't say that. But I'm just saying maybe, and maybe it's a cultural thing to like from one culture to another, you might find people demonstrating skills and abilities based on gender just because of the culture they grow up in? Yeah, but again, that, yeah. that becomes somewhat of a cultural stereotype. Yeah. Now, I was telling you about Helen Fisher. She's a, an anthropologist who studied why people fall in love the way they do and, and what gender roles, gender roles kind of emerge out of relationships in that okay. respect. And her, she goes back thousands of years, um, pre-civilization uh, in, in terms of how we go through and define it, and she indicates that before we got into the plow, before we got into uh, any kind of mechanized uh, approaches to creating food, men and women were equally, e e I'm inventing new words here on the show today, were equally responsible for bringing home the evening meal. So who was minding the babies? 
Maybe when, the babies were strapped on to the father or the mother while they're out doing what yeah. it is that they're doing. They, I, see, see it's, it's that kind of thinking, well, who was at home taking care of the kids? Right. Because I would think that. Maybe the kids were out on the Serengeti walking along with their parents and, 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 and being taught how to go through and, and hunt and forage for right. the evening Well, meal. we've seen plenty of babies strapped to typically mothers when mothers are at sure. work outside doing labor. So I guess maybe we weren't hanging out in the well, cave. Well, until men start lactating, they're probably going to still be strapped to mothers. Right. Right. So okay. obviously there's physical differences there. Right. but. I'm trying to dismiss the whole physicality away from this idea of equality okay. because it's what stood in the way of reaching the concept of equality between gender. Okay. So you're you're saying we should not mind, you know, be bogged down by the physical And we need to get away from that. Okay. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stunned that we're still even grappling with that at a time when we live, we're post-industrial, we're post-technology for crying out loud right. at this point. Why do we still come back to those concepts? I, my, my daughter is in the army and she goes through physical training and physical mm -hmm. testing as a result. Mm -hmm. And she's maxed out the female standard for the United States Army. She, she scores perfectly every time. And she's begging them, let me do the male standard. Mm -hmm. And they won't. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm fascinated by that. And I know darn well why they won't. It's because he's going to kick their ass. Can I say ass on? Is that? On cable TV? On cable I TV. think you oh, just did a couple okay. of times. All right. mm -hmm. So my point okay. being, if we, can, if we can move the physicality away and look at, and I'm not going to sit here and say that we are exactly alike in terms of, of gender because we're not. You bring a, a holistic, global point of view as a woman, and I bring a, a, a more pointed, boxed point of view. I go from subject to subject, and, and you're able to make relationships. And, and again, I'm stereotyping here, but brain research goes through and shows that we think differently. We're not alike in that respect. Okay, so we're not, we're equal but not identical. Oh, hell no. Right? I mean, everyone heck is. No. And don't you think some people, though, when they hear the word equal, they think it means identical, and they think it in their mind, we're talking the same, and we're not saying the same. And that's why I like discussing what the word equal means, because it doesn't mean identical or the same. And a lot of people, I think, take it that way. Uh, maybe equal in ability and output, yeah. in effect, in ameliorating, in loving, in being mm -hmm. compassionate, in, in being relational. We just, we, there are two different approaches that are complementary to each other, thank goodness, because as parents, we, we have to have that compliment in order to go through perhaps and, and instill that within, uh, within our progeny. And that's not to say that single parents don't have that ability, because I believe they do. And that's not to say that same-sex same parents mm -hmm. don't have that ability, because often in same-sex relationships, we still have a masculine-feminine approach to parenting that's going on there. Okay. So back to your question then, that you started with your class. Why hasn't the women's movement been successful? Is the way you said it or made more progress? I'm not sure how you phrased it, but so do you feel like you have an answer to that question? Well, I think you answered it pretty easily at the, at the beginning of the show when you said it's, a, it's this rub between belief and attitude or belief in moray or, or belief in uh, tradition really struck by how powerful beliefs are in the face of information. Are you not? 
I, I was just listening the other day on one of our favorite the shows. The whole reason why we don't have civil yes. discourse online. Right. I was listening on to on the media that that interview that Brooke Gladstone did with Les Gelb, Leslie Gelb, who was hired by Robert McNamara to assemble a report on the history of U.S. involvement in Vietnam. And they were given originally, he and his team, I think two months to do their report. And this would have been in about 65. And he was saying, basically, the gist of his argument was, is that first of all, a lot of people that write about the Pentagon Papers have never even bothered to interview him and don't have any idea how they were generated to begin with, the purpose of them, et cetera. And he said that the overarching thing he feels is being misrepresented in the media is that, yes, there are lies. There, and the Pentagon Papers are a series of reports and documents describing the history of U.S. involvement in Southeast Asia. Yes, there are examples of government leaders lying to the American public. They're in there, the lies. But he said the overarching thing that should be acknowledged, which is not being acknowledged in his mind, is that you will see if you read those papers that the leaders of the United States and maybe some other countries had a belief system. And their belief system was firmly entrenched in the domino theory. And because they were inside of that box, when they got information, it bumped up against their belief system of the domino theory. And they could not make rational, effective decisions based on information that said, for a lot of reasons, you're not going to win this war. They were trapped by their belief system. So, so define, define a domino theory for okay. me. Uh, okay. For me, the overarching belief system was this idea of democracy and trying to impress that on a nation that wasn't ready to receive. Well, or, and the domino theory, of... and I remember my dad explicitly stating this to me, and this is when we lived in Buffalo, New York. I probably was in eighth or ninth grade, which would have been about 1967, 68, right in there. And he said to me, he said to me, if we don't win in Vietnam, if Vietnam falls to the communists, then the rest of Southeast Asia oh, right. will fall to communism. Right. And we cannot let that happen. We call that a slippery slope. Okay. Right. Yeah. But I think it was it was referred to a lot as the domino theory. Okay. Right. I'm a little older than you, so I was probably talking about the domino theory when you were like in preschool. I was five. Yeah. In 1967. Okay. And okay. I was more like 14ish, 13, 14ish, 12ish. I don't know how. Well, anyway, 11ish in 65. But the point being that because they were these leaders were trapped in this belief system right. they couldn't take the new information and right. make good decisions with it and and i think that's fascinating so you're making a parallel to that I to am. the women's movement i'm just currently? saying again we are confronted and the woman in your class who was telling you that that the reason women are in the place they are in society is because the bible says so or god says so that's a belief system then that she is using to filter it's really filtering information through the belief system. And so I think that's I think that's what we're up against, if you will. So is that something to overcome? Or is that something that we just accept in terms of the sensitivity that we have to the overall idea of belief and kind of take our licks in terms of not reaching any kind of constitutionally uh, amended rights for more rights for women in that respect? Or someone even argued that that's not needed because 
They're protected just under the provisions of the Constitution well, as it is. Okay, let's look at if we take it away from equal rights for women, and also you could say Black Lives Matter, where you're singling out a part of the population that's been oppressed. Okay. And it's, it's a legitimate focus, in my opinion. This population, this population, they have been oppressed and abused. Yes. Okay, that, that's legitimate. Agree. But if you take it over to all lives matter and all humans should have equal rights, you know, you've switched it off the oppressed populations to a more general category, for example, and then you just look at individual people and you say, you deserve as a human being, I don't care what your gender or your race or your class is, you deserve as a human being to be equally represented before the law, to be respected, okay, to have certain inalienable rights. If you put it there, I think you get farther. You think that's enough? I think it, I think it, but it, it hasn't, could be enough. But it hasn't, it hasn't been enough. No, it hasn't. And so, that so, these ideas are to be self-evident have not been self-evident. I know, and they weren't when Life, they, they weren't the when they wrote them in the first place. There was like these categories and exceptions. Even when the sure. Declaration right. of Independence yeah, in and the terms Constitution of, of being white framed, landowners versus right. we'll let slaves. the next generation deal with this right. problem, right? So, but anyway, that's where I always want to go with the conversation. Well, that's, I always that's want why I'm to go saying to obviously there hasn't been yeah. enough because we're still yeah. we still have maybe, women's maybe, maybe lives. Maybe matter. But maybe it hasn't been enough because we really haven't done that seriously. We really have not looked at individuals as, you know, from one individual to another, we have not seriously looked at that. We can't because that's the antithesis to conservatism. Oh, now. Is to go back to the individual and say, what do you need? And well, okay, I think I see where you're going. Conservatism being more oriented towards the group and... No, conservatism being more oriented, and I, and I support this, by the way, I, I'm, I'm kind of a fiscal conservative, conservatism being less government, period. Uh, you know, less government I don't, I don't agree. Are you talking about... What do you mean? Ameri That's the foundation well, wait, wait, of the you're GOP. Talking to, GOP, so I was going to say, you're talking about American political conservatism. Yes. I'm talking about conservatism. You're talking about social conservatism. I'm talking about the wide range of okay. conservatism. Okay, so... Okay, so you mean U.S. political conservatism. Okay, got it. So now you're saying, how did we, what, what were we saying about that? You'll ask me now. Okay. You're well, getting, oh, okay, so you're, you're saying, well, instead of focusing on groups, we need to go more to the individual. We need to take the individual seriously and the individual rights seriously. And that way, if we take that seriously, everybody gets it. Everybody does. Everybody's included. How, how do you do that? Well, you, you have to take it seriously, so... Do we have a po political... Can I have my own political action committee as a result of being an individual? Can um, I have my own lobbyists in, in Washington lobbying for my specific interests alone? Well, um... Or, or do I go out and try to make a difference on my own as a human being and, and show compassion and service and regardless of what anybody else around me is doing? Right. Well, I think you for sure do part two. You on your own. What are you What are you promoting here with the with the individualist idea? That I'm just saying that if we if we had our attitudes and our laws regulated towards protecting everybody as an individual, we wouldn't have all these separate categories. And I think these separate categories come from our our instinct as humans to have tribes and groups. Well, like I've been yeah. saying though, that that with the whole intent of the of the preamble is to go through and say, you know, everybody has this 
the individual is recognized in terms of their ability, their rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't worked. No, it hasn't because we haven't taken it literally and seriously. We haven't been, we haven't had integrity about what it means. We've just fallen back to old cultural habits and attitudes. Can you imagine the uproar that would exist if there was a Women's Lives Matter movement? I mean, go back to the 60s with Gloria Steinem and the whole mm -hmm. feminist movement and, and what men did to that in terms of, well, it's, it's, it's anti-male then, if that's the case. Just like we did with Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter must be anti-white then as a result of that. It becomes more divisive than it becomes hopefully serving for that, that particular group of people. Mm-hmm. That's what, because you're focusing on a population. You're creating yeah, it's a, a tribe. It's, it's more of a yeah. paradigm shift in terms of our own internal values, uh, going back to the individual and seeing them as not a part of a specific group or tribe. Well, you or can race be part of a. You, or, we're part of many groups, right? Right. I mean, and that's just a fact of life. They intersect with one another. So I'm talking about. I'm talking about the laws of a country and the traditions and the institutions of a country honoring. Um, everybody as equal from an institutional point of view, right? And then from a legal point of view, these equal rights, no distinctions, which we have on the books. That's, that's on the books. We just haven't honored it. And then as individuals, again, resisting the urge to create a tribe that has to be divisive with another. Like sports, for example, you know, I have my issues with sports, and I, I love that athletics and teams can provide opportunities for people to learn discipline and teamwork and cooperation and all those good traits and loyalty. But I don't like the tribal nonsense that comes with those kinds of things. That's it creates what it these, capitalizes on. I know, That's how they make their money. I know. It's a lot of nonsense and it's a lot of, especially when people get silly about not liking people or, or getting crazy over their team wins or doesn't win or their tribe looks bad or not bad you know anyway but um i Spoken digress like a true patriots fan i digress well tom brady i mean come on <laughs> whatever team he's on i'm kind of going to be partial to although i haven't seen any games i haven't had time to watch television so i don't even know i think they did they even win the other weekend i, I I, I you're asking the wrong guy because well, I feel okay. pretty much the same way about the NFL as yes. you do in that yeah. respect. So now, for the NHL, we could be talking about something. but Well, so we're down to our last four minutes. Right. Did we get anywhere with this show today? Well, Did we get anywhere? We raised um, some questions. I have a few people. Hi, Jackie. Yeah. It's nice to see you. I appreciate your going through and listening to the show, at least liking us um, uh, here that way. But I don't have any other questions coming in Okay. on that. Uh, I'm still pretty entrenched and surprised by the idea that if if all women don't take the idea of equality seriously, then then those who do will be handicapped by that. You're saying if all women don't sign on, we won't get where we need to get. Right. Well, at least that's that's what I'm coming from in terms of social media's influence with the movement how it goes through and it has a tendency to adopt the fringe and put it out there and say, you know, look at these protesters and see what they're doing, while perhaps the quiet majority are sitting at home saying, I don't think I want that. Well, it could be a phenomenon that exists. I'm not really sure. 
And I'd be curious on that student who had that attitude if it came. And she wasn't alone. But if it came down to a list of specifics, do you think women should have the equal opportunity to vote with men? Do you think women should be paid the same amount per hour for the same job as a man? Do you think a woman should have the right to drive a car the same as a man? Do you think a woman should have, you know, if you went down a list of equal equality questions, it would be really interesting to see what that student well, it, would say. I think she would because agree with I don't every know that she under, I don't know that she's thinking that in terms of equal the same way you are. Right. Oh, okay. I'll concede that. I yeah. see what you're saying that way. So, to me, I think the a question should be, do you think a woman is as equally capable at making contributions to society as a man is? Well, maybe more so. I have a tendency to think the one who raises the children or has the primary yeah. influence on children has a huge power yeah, over okay. society. I agree. So, so there again, you know, I think we, we, we are in safer territory if we get a little more specific about, you know. Yeah, and I'm going the other way, that we need to be a little are. more general about yeah, and the prob efficacy of the You probably need both, but. Gotta have both. Go the specific yeah. and the general. Uh, okay. Well, well, another show. You've, we didn't uh, talk about compassion. We'll get into compassion next week. And, and we didn't talk about, about the moral that. roots of liberals and conservatives yeah, yet. Thank which goodness. I love. Uh, we'll come back to that next week. <laughs> thank you for spending a half hour with us this morning. Um, I was going to make some omelets today, but I decided not to. Maybe we'll make some breakfast next week. And, okay, I would love that. Uh, crowd around the table and talk okay. that way. Um, if you've got more to say to follow up with the show, please join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash talkingpointlive. And for Talking Point, here from Dixie State University, my name is Eric Young. I'm Jennifer Kohler. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>